0: Here we go. It's podcasting time. Glenn Power is here from PowerWorks Automotive. We are at the podcast studio at the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. We're going to talk cars and oil. Today, oil, and, and we'll, we'll talk about other stuff too. I mean, that's what we do. But it's it's all about giving you the essential education that you need to keep whatever it is you're driving Rolling, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Well, on its wheels, rolling. Oh, its yeah, wheels, r- not, rolling, not rolling over. Oh yeah I mean, I've seen police cars with accidents and crashes. I've seen cars going up on tow trucks, and it's it's mayhem. It's mayhem, yeah. and it's post it's post weather here, and it's still mayhem. So, so people it's, back to the grind after the break, right? I think I think you're right. I think cars have been sitting and hmm. and and stuff genuinely deteriorates. Yeah. And if you let it sit for a few weeks and you're not using it, stuff just deteriorates. And then that little thing that was okay is now a, a, is a big problem. Or you haven't been driving your car. You've been driving someone else's car or a new car or some other. R- Beater, and then you get into your thing, and you realize, well, there's something really <laughs> wrong with this because you're no longer used to. You come out of a rental car, and yeah. then you get back in yours, and think, oh no, yeah, mm. that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And and or in my case, you're you're driving it, and you just start to notice that it's just not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: mean, I, I made some I made some notes on my phone about two cars that I tested while we we're at home. One one was a test for test sake, and one was a t- test just because it was a rental yeah amy's never going to pick a rental car up again
0: well that was so ever i know i know we're going to we're going to talk oil in a little second but let's let's talk about these cars first and well they're that bad my phone didn't say the notes it's like you don't want those <laughs> so i i did mention that you were you were getting a citron and that's not your favorite car and as a rental and my wife's first thing was but if he doesn't like that car why would he have picked it and i said because Amy's wife went and picked up well, the car, no, and, she went, and like that went, Why would that happen? <laughs> so well, that that, that <laughs> happened because of our
1: friend that begins with C, and ends in D, and it's got a nineteen after that. But you can't have. You, I, I couldn't move around for five days, so that was that. But we we don't choose your rental. You don't choose your rental these days. There's, there's like one rental car free in the whole of the world. Yeah. So I even went on the um, what's the name of the thing like the Airbnb for cars. Turo. Turo. And I had the app and everything, and I found a nice Seati beef there about 30 miles away from the house. Yeah. yeah. Too far to go. Can't go there. Oh, really? Okay. You couldn't do it. So we ended up having to get this rental. And then it's like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, what, do we want to talk the rentals uh, right now? or Do, do whatever we, you want. <laughs> or do we want to talk oil and then
1: just spend a whole show talking about. We can do whatever you want. I think there is a. There, I mean, it was a. So there's a C3 rental, and then there's the. Um, I pace Jaguar. you rented an the I pace? No. Okay. <laughs> now my father-in-law wanted to test one because he was looking at buying a new car. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. okay, you know we're going to come
0: back to these. So we're <laughs> we're forward promoting our next podcast. Yeah, It's going to talk about these yeah. two beautiful machines, and, and we'll add in then. And we'll we'll so what we're going to do. So just so you know where it's going. Next show is going to talk about the C3. The I-Pace. Yep. And it's going to talk about uh, a, a few j- just other things that are going on with vehicles that you got to be thinking about. So, some of that general stuff. but yep. But, so that's where we're going. Forward running. Wow. Excellent. Like so, where, <laughs> where are we going today, though? We want to talk oil. Okay. And, and liquids. And if we get a, an opportunity, we'll jump back. But I don't know if we're going to have that no, opportunity. Who knows? And the reason we want to talk about oil and stuff is, A, you get weather. B, so there's always the chance that weather is gonna gonna have an issue, A, with your oil, if the weather gets into the oil. B, you need to get these oils, some of them changed more often than not, and some yep. of them you don't wanna touch or just top up. And oil is not oil is not oil. There are differences in oils. And then you just get your your random leaks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do get random leaks, yeah and they you know depending on the age of a vehicle they just keep coming back and they they just find a new place and what do you do and and how long when is you know what, what how long do you wait and whatever and there's all sorts of things and then you get the folks at petrol stations who want to sell you stuff whether it be the oil additive the this additive the that additive and they want to put that in your oil and but if you read you know, and then you got to think, well, okay, do I want to get the additive put in? Am I using synthetic oil, not synthetic oil? Am I using, you got to, and at the, at the end of that whole process, you've got you got a small problem because you've got the wife who's smart sitting beside behind the husband. She's listening to all this, or she's in the driver's seat. She's listening to all this. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the, the person at the petrol station is talking to the man. He's clueless. The man. And he doesn't want to look like he's clueless, but he is clueless. And the woman, she's taken this all in and she's already made the snap judgment going, you know, this is bogus. I'm not going anywhere near it. But, you know, you got face saving that has to happen when we've all been there. So I thought, let's, let's have a little education. Let's do a little education here so that a, the women can affirm that they knew exactly all of this information because nine times out of 10, they do and b gentlemen, you can get yourself up to speed, so you don't look like, you know, the deer caught in the headlights. Sort of eyes might go so information overload. You know, I, I whatever you think is the okay thing yep. to the person who's trying to sell you whatever that okay thing is, who doesn't own a car, yeah, <laughs> and never driven a car, yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's when the when the person puts their finger on some of the oil and goes, oh, and rubbing it between two fingers, oh, your oil's dirty. It's like. Huh? It's like it's yep. black. Of course it's dirty. On others' dirt here, we got it. So and then that opens up the door. We need to flush everything. And it's like, whoa,
1: whoa. But, and, they, and they're convincing. So it's like, it's going to be really good for the engine. So that's where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Oil. Well, I mean, oil, again, this, this might be the, the, the rest of the show. I think it probably will be. It, it's a shame because it's so critical to anything mechanical mm-hmm. in any form. There's moving parts, and you need some form of lubrication. So whether that's your sewing machine at home or whether it's your car on the drive, there are parts, and, and even if you have an electric vehicle, there are parts that move and are mechanical that need lubrication. Now, often that's in the form of oil or grease. Yeah. Um, now, the shame comes in the fact that it just is treated now, like most things in our trade, as an upsell item, yeah, and yeah, people sure. are given targets to sell. As example, that I can cite from a very recent conversation I had, we're, we're looking at integrated software for managing the two garages and some of the things that we've got coming going forward are going to be so big and complex that we need to have everything nailed down dealership level. It's got we've got no choice. Now the guys selling us this software have worked in motor trade in, in mm. main dealer service centers for 15 20 25 years and every time they look at showing me what an, a benefit of their product is they tell me about how we can track sales and software and, and and upsell yeah and how we can oh yeah you know you can put this item down as an upsell item and it'll flash on the screen when the car comes in oh yeah. i just want to <laughs> fix people's cars yeah. properly because then they'll come back yeah if they need something, we will sell it to them. But I'm not going to sell them a litre of oil to sit in the boot. And then a year later when they come back in, it's bounced around in the boot and there's a hole in it and it's gone all over the carpet and everything. I'm not doing that. And we're not in that game. And it was an argument I had with my service manager in in the UK. We used to do a visual health check on cars and we'd, we'd take a sample of the oil. And some people have seen these, I'm sure you have. You'd get a service report from your service advisor, and and there'd be three little. They look like um, my nan has to do blood tests for diabetes. Mm. You you put them on the little sticks and put them in the machine. They're basically like that, and you put a drop of the oil on it, and it shows the color of the oil. Yeah, and above it is a a sample of what it should look like with new oil. Well, of course it's dirtier than the new oil. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, like and then on the sheet was oil level low but it's in for a service. So we're going to top it up to the right level. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. But if it goes low while they're using it, they have the oil then in the back to fill it up. They're not checking it because it come in low. <laughs> so yeah. why are we just ripping yeah. people off and we're just getting a bad name for ourselves? So I'm quite passionate about it because, it, like you say, petrol stations here, whether it's fuel treatment, oil treatment, top-ups for, for oil, they're just treating it as, a. As they have mm. zero interest in the in the benefit, in the true benefit of maintaining it properly. It's all about a figure.
0: And I never, it never dawns on me that some of our repair shops are thinking in terms of the upsell.
1: Uh, well, I mean, yeah. That, that is and, unfortunately the, and the software, the way
0: is. that they, you know, and, and the tools that we're using in the garages to track our service and our maintenance and generate the invoices and the yeah. details have built into them the potential
1: for an upsell structure never, never dawned on me. It's exactly how they sell them to us. Hmm. Literally they, 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 we want something that will allow us and by us, I mean, me, um, Amy, DJ to be able to look at from, from a broad range across both sites um, and say, we've got this many of that part, that many hours available, this mechanic will be free at these times. This is a specialist mechanic for these cars only. How many hours have we got available for when someone rings in? Yeah. You know, w- we want to see that. We want to see. So when you call me and say, man, I'm bringing the Jeep in. Oh, okay. Well, I've actually just taken in a technician from Jeep. He's just been made redundant and we've just hired him and he's awesome. not a specialist. You know, like he's available <laughs> or he's not available till next week. Yeah. yeah. Or you might say to me, or, or the, you know, Andrew, for example, Andrew Thomas might say to me, I'm bringing the truck in, mate. Can, can you ask the guy that did me the job last time to, you know, when's he free? I want him to work on my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's free next month or he's free in yeah, a week yeah. or he's free tomorrow. That's the important stuff for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not interested in how many times Justin has sold an extra litre of oil with someone's service because I would rather say to a customer, if you get time on a Friday – Check your levels. Fifty percent at least of the vehicles we see now are electronically monitored anyway, mm. so you can't do it with a dipstick.
0: I that that blows my mind. Well, like at, yeah. the, at the end of the day, because I'm always of the 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 feeling that the levels that that electronic system can fail, and and, those, yeah. and if I don't have any electronics at all now in my vehicle because the battery's dead and whatever's happened and then. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, it's making a funny sound. It's like, I'm hearing clatter.
1: I better check the oil. Well, you can't. Let me, I mean, anyone that's any unsure, whether it's a tire pressure, an oil level, a coolant level, a wiper water, a windscreen wash level, whatever it is, a wiper blade, the door doesn't close properly. There's a bit of a noise. I'm not sure how to fill this up or where to fill it even if you don't know how to open your petrol cap, which is a genuine problem because the amount of cars that we get in where there's screwdriver <laughs> marks around the cap where the guys <laughs> in the pump have tried to help them, yeah, and it's like, oh, it must be jammed, and then we find the lever, which is in a stupid place, and it opens. yeah. Well, obviously, they just don't know how to open it, and they've, and people feel ashamed to ask. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. There is no stupid question. There's going to be no more stupid questions than the stupid questions I ask my wife every night about something we're watching on TV because I've got no idea what it's all about. You know, like, there is no such thing as a stupid question when it comes to cars because whatever it is, we can help with and nobody's going to make fun out of you. Yeah. So that's just my two pennies worth on that. But the actual real-life scenario with the whole no-dipstick situation, so your oil light comes on while you're driving, come on an amber and say oil level minimum, Continue driving, please top up one liter. That's the typical one: BMW, mm. Mercedes, Audi, VW. Does my car have one of those. No, no. Okay, no. <laughs> I was
0: going to say I've never seen that. No, no, I've never seen that light. No, <laughs> no. So uh,
1: I'd like you, one of those lights. I mean, so you'll you, you'll you'll just get a rattle. Yeah, <laughs> but you know you've got a dipstick, so you can check it every yeah. couple of days, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. But without a dipstick, and even on the cars, some of them now have gone back to having a dipstick, but they mm. still have the level sensing. So you have a dipstick for mechanical, physical check, and you'll have a level sensor that will mm. give you a display on the dashboard. You'll get a message that says that. Now, on some cars, that's that comes up, you open the bonnet, you take the cap off. The car's told you you can add a liter. Okay, now, in, in newer cars... Is it
0: still easy to find where the the cap is for the oil? Have they have they made that obvious still,
1: or have they uh, hidden it? And caps are getting smaller. Okay, all right, because they used to be big. Save money, save <laughs> weight, and all that okay. stuff. They are getting smaller, but they're relatively easy all to right. find. They're obvious, yeah, and it's in the manual. Okay, and if you're unsure, come to the garage. But for example, you open the bonnet, you open the cap. You pour the oil in. We'll get to the type of oils in a minute. <laughs> okay, here's the, here's the best one. <laughs> the, ca- the, the caps are getting smaller. Yep, is the whole yes. is getting yes. smaller. Yeah, yeah. So there's oil all oh. over the engine. Yeah, like because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, every, you know, everyone figures you have a funnel. <laughs> Just yeah, funnels are no good. We have a tool now. Oh. We have a tool that screws onto the cap. So oh, what a good idea! and take the cap off. It might mirrors the screw. Yeah. Um, effort of the cap, but it's then you funnel yeah. is seal onto it. Nice. It still feels slower than paint drying but it is what it is. So, when we're going to go back to the details and obviously we've, so just to recap, we need to talk about type of oil, we need to talk about where we put the oil and all that but we'll go back to it. This is just a real world example of where this system can go wrong and why you should take it to your garage to ask them. So, you pour the oil in, forget about the spillage, it goes into the You manage to get a litre in. Put the cap back on. Close the bonnet. Go back in the car. Start the car. The light isn't on because you've turned the engine off. forgot to mention that. Turn the engine off (laughs) before you open the bonnet. But anyway, you start the engine. Light doesn't come on immediately. Anyway, you drive away. 150, 200 metres down the road. Bing. Light comes back on. Oil level minimum. Possible to continue driving. Please top up one litre when safe. Hmm. Okay, stop the car, you've got another litre in the back, you pour another litre in, back in the car, drive away again, ping. Oh, I must have a really big leak. You look under the car, there is oil dripping on there, but it's clean because you've just spilt a quarter of a litre on the on the top of the engine, it's running down. Okay, take it into the garage. Now, you think it still needs another litre. So you think, oh, I don't want to risk it. I'm gonna add another liter in to make sure I get to the garage. You get to the garage, you bring it to me, and I tell you, there's all sorts of oil fumes everywhere because you've spilled oil. But there's a whistling noise on the engine. It doesn't sound right. If It's a turbocharged engine. It's a bit, it's a bit weird. And there's smoke coming out the back of it. <laughs> you Tell me what you've done. I wince. And go into the car and check something. Now, vehicle systems are too smart now. They know that you can't top up the engine oil without opening the bonnet. So... When you pull the bonnet lever to release the bonnet, if it doesn't know that the bonnet's open because the bonnet switch has failed, which they always fail (laughs) because they're at the front of the car, the debris gets in there, they're washed, then more debris gets in there as you drive in. If it doesn't know the bonnet's opened and closed, it will not reset that light. And it doesn't measure it and necessarily tell you that you've got too much oil in. So you top so up it's the not litre, actually measuring the oil. You top up the litre and it's fine, Yeah. but the light hasn't reset because it doesn't know the bonnet's open and closed, so it doesn't think to check it again. And it doesn't check it often enough to then tell you it's over full. So you top up another litre. So the sensors go through a cycle. Basically, As, yeah. Okay. So then you've got another litre in, then you've got another litre in. So your two litres over full. So now your PCV, your, your crankcase ventilation for all the fumes that are created when the oil's sloshed around in the bottom of the end, that's a great word. That gets stuck. The seals have failed because there's too much pressure in the engine. You start burning oil because the ventilation system's not working properly. And all this has come because you've got too much, le- too much oil. Now, two liters of oil in an engine now, if we were to say a two-liter turbocharged in an Audi, it's only going to take four and a half to five liters anyway. If you can, now you've got six in there. So you got, you've got 40%. Potentially, if you put two times extra to get to the garage in that you that you didn't need, yeah. an extra liter is not too bad because you probably remember that some dipsticks they used to have yep. normal range and then towing range, mm-hmm. hauling range. Yeah, so if yeah. you're towing something, you want a bit more oil in there cause you're under a bit yeah. more load. You know, you're not you're not necessarily doing too much damage, but when you get to like two liters too much or whatever it is, that is a problem, and that's a real world situation where. There's nothing wrong with putting that initial later in, but if you get the warning light on, you do just then need to get it to the garage. And most people, we're recording this in Dubai, in the UAE, most people, when they pay for their insurance here, will have some form of breakdown coverage. Right. Call your insurance company, arrange for them to pick the car up, get it to your garage. If you don't want to do that, or you haven't got that, because not everybody does, call us. We can come to the house and check it, or wherever you are, or we can just send our truck and bring it in. It isn't worth messing around. You might yeah. put the wrong oil in, the wrong amount of oil in. You might spill it on the belt. The yep. belt comes off. These are all genuine, real-world issues that, that, that we see three, four times a week,
0: I and would say. Just just trying to do the right thing, but not knowing quite enough and, and just thinking, oh. oh, trust in the tech, through, through no trust f- in the tech. Through no fault, oh, yeah. exactly, yeah. through no fault of your own. That cost you thousands of dirhams later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Common sense. Sometimes we've got to use just a little bit of common sense. The guy that sorts our TV, and we got a uh, what's it? What's uh, an Amazon Fire tablet for my daughter? She she got one from Father Christmas, right? So could we get it to connect to anything? No. So I, I can sort this. Go through all the settings. Follow all the instructions on it. Gets to the end of it. No contact technical or whatever it says. So I ring Steve. I'm like, look, mate, I know it's not necessarily what you do, but you do our internet and TV and phone. Any chance he's a bit of a whiz with stuff. He's sorted my laptop out a few times and stuff in the garage and at home. Gets there. He says, did you press OK on that? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Because it said, have you done this, this, this? I have. So press OK. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) But it said. It says to press OK. His computer said do it, (laughs) so I did it.
1: I didn't know. And he's like looking at me as though I was born yesterday like, have you never seen a computer before what are you doing <laughs> well you know i don't know and i should have asked him and it's exactly yeah. the same i'm saying now about cars we know we know these things happen it's you know it's almost as simple what What i'm hearing is it okay so if
0: you're in that that sort of a situation you know cars it, the lights come on i put a liter of oil in put down the bonnet put everything in place i get in bing a so pull over call your garage say hey this is what i've done yes it's running okay yes it's doing this but i'm still getting this you know, bring it in you're
1: okay to drive. Yeah, yeah. Bring it in, but don't do it. Don't put any more oil in. Have you got any noises? Is the right? Yeah. Is the light red or yellow? Yeah. And if it's yellow, you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna charge you for the oil, but we're not gonna charge you for topping it up. Yeah. We're not gonna, you know, for taking a look at one of our customers' cars to make sure that they're not gonna write it off, yeah. crash it, or explode the engine to the point where we then don't see that customer again because yeah. they haven't got a car. You don't want that. We're not gonna yeah. do that. Yeah. So yeah, we it's a such a critical thing. So much it's, education you guys. You guys are like teachers. Yeah, but it, it it's it's things that you take for granted that are the most important things often, yeah. you know? You know yeah. Like light bulbs, oil, batteries, tire pressures. Yeah. Things that everybody sort of my age and older, sort of with any kind of interest in cars or their parents or grandparents have any kind of interesting cars were shown, whether they liked it yeah. or not. On a Sunday morning, yeah, yeah, come out and wash the car, change in the headlight bulb. I'll show you where the battery is. Show you how to change a spare wheel. This sort of stuff, and 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 it's kind of lost. On, on that note, side note, we're coming back to the oil.
0: Make sure when you're getting your car serviced or just generally, make sure that your spare tire has air topped up on it. Because you know what I've just I just seen I, a message coming in the pictures from your oh, your God. service report. <laughs> oh man. It's it's I told the guy there's I saw a jeep over there just just see if you can borrow parts <laughs> off it. But but because I had that issue where I I needed the spare tire. And so second point there's make sure you got a spare tire that's actually yep. reliable. So I did have a reliable spare tire except it was well outdated. Yeah. And get the spare tire off and it's, you know, I'm looking at, okay, well, it'll, it'll do for what we need to do. Get it on. There's no air in it. Well, why wouldn't there be? Because it's from 2008. (laughs) It's the original spare tire. And it, you know, when you, when you hit it and it was on the back, it, it, it felt okay. You take off the wheel cover, you know, and clearly you hadn't been taken off in a while. Like I hadn't taken it off. No one had taken it off. Why would you take it off? It's, you know, you, you, you lift it up and you look and you have the spare tire work. There was yep. no air in it, so I got spare tire on. Goes right down to the rim. And it's like, ah. Oh. And at that point, it was, I ain't got time to deal with this tonight. I'm going to leave in the car right here. I'm going to walk home, and I'll come and deal with it tomorrow. But it's now costing me more time. Yeah. And it's just you know, and, and all I'm saying to my, all I was saying to myself the entire time, why wouldn't I fill that tire up with air? Why have I never checked that tire for air? And what was I thinking? Because I know to check the tire for air, I was like, you know, fortunately, I could walk home.
1: <laughs> 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 I mean, it's it's well, that common sense stuff. It's just stuff that you take for granted. Yeah, you know, you just take it for granted, and then it's such a big problem when it goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, and again, you can probably find that nine out of ten people that would necessarily either a not know enough to even know where to ask the question, or b not know enough and understand, but be too embarrassed to ask the question. Yeah.
0: I always think it's the embarrassed side that there's,
1: you know, nine out of 10 of those people, once you've explained it to them once, then they're cool for the rest of their life. They know it. You don't forget it, right? It's real simple and it changes from car to car and stuff like that. And, you know, you don't, don't try and put 10 W40 in your Tesla because it's just nowhere (laughs) to go. But, you know, (laughs) these things will, yeah, these things will happen.
0: Hidden cost to a Tesla, by the way, talk to someone who's got a Tesla, you know, the glass roof. Pray to God you never break that thing. Well, I can imagine. So first of all, not so. There's no certainty that insurance will cover it. Ouch. Second of all, you're looking at minimum two thousand dollars
1: to replace that thing. That's less than I expected, to yeah. be honest. It's two thousand dollars, big fancy, yeah, chunk of glass. Yeah.
0: So well, that the front windshield that connects because some of the front windshields over connect the to the top, that part. Yeah. yeah, go over it. So that front windshield connecting here yeah, looked about two grand. So actually, it's a decent price. But you might be pulling that out of pocket. So whereas you get your insurance that says, yeah, we wind windscreens, this windscreen also has part of the roof on it. That's a whole different windscreen. Yeah. That's not a windscreen any longer. That's, yeah. that's more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. $2,000, not $2,000, but $2,000. Uh,
1: Ouch. Yeah. 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 Hidden cost. And there isn't one sat on the shelf waiting for oh, you. Either.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. So, you you know, you think about all of the garages that will service things and you can do it. But yeah. In in the case of this person, they contacted the garage and the garage said, Yeah, this is what's going on. What we, we can't do it. Yeah. You got to go to Tesla. You got to go to a Tesla certified garage. As much as we want to do it, we can get the part, but we can't put it on for you. Yeah. Kind of going, What do you mean? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, well, no, no, can't do it. So, suddenly, you, you know, you've got that whole element of the repair to deal with as well. So just you know, food for thought, thinking about your cars yeah, generally and, and what we know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, this is sort of, we, we we will push it on the podcast and we'll do what we can social media-wise to get it out there. But over the next couple of months while the weather's on our side, um, we really need to start doing the open house and bring your car down and we'll show mm. you how to do the basics on it sort of thing. Whether you want us to do it on your car, to show you how to do it on your car or you just want to see it done on any car. Um, because it's invaluable to people. Well, you know how many kids?
0: You got kids now who are in their you know, when I say kids, they're 20 year olds. Kids. <laughs> kids. Youth. The, the, the youth. You know, the young adults yeah. who are out driving cars, they're gonna get a flat. They're gonna get a flat somewhere. They do have spare tires on those cars. They don't know how to do it. They're gonna
1: look at YouTube, which is fine. But you don't have to go to YouTube, really. Flat tires are rubbish for handbrake turns as well. So you can't yeah. be doing your handbrake turns. No, you yeah. your electric handbrake, so you can't yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. So
0: I, it's, I, to me, it's, you know, a fundamental. But so many people have no idea, nor where the spare tire is or where the, the you know, the tools are to get them off or nothing. And they're just, you know, they're looking at it, going, I, I need a tow truck. And yeah. what, you could have changed this yourself in 20 minutes. Yeah. And you'd be laughing. But now you've got a tow truck, f- tow, tow truck fee, and you've taken it to the garage, and they're going to do it, and it's just you know it's just ching ka-ching, ka-ching, and you don't have a car. So it's
1: little things. Yeah, and you might end up at a garage where they just upsell.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> it you're putting like, yourself at the mercy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you need a new tire. In fact, you're going to need three new tires, four new tires, and you're going to need to have an alignment, and you're going to need to have this, and you Oh, yeah, we're looking at you know 3,000 dirhams. Yeah. From a from a tire, yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. You like Total Oil, yes? Why? Because there's, I mean, I, I, I there's Mobil,
1: there's Castrol, <laughs> there's So, there's yeah, BP, yeah. And I'm not saying I dislike any of those. What, but but with Total, you make me say Total. It's to, to- Total Oil. It's Total. Yeah, I know the French, but it's, it's total. To- total Oil. Bonjour, um, Monsieur, c'est c'est I don't know what you just <laughs> said, but I know it's. T- in fact, total you, p- you should watch the um, latest Grand Tour special, Canard yeah. because it's um, basically. I mean, they opened the show with "What is wrong with the French?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched it after I'd driven the C3 and was like, "Yes." I mean, I it, can it, tell it, you, the the the, the 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 show actually U turns in the end, and and it, it of course it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. It wasn't just going to be a hit piece, but it's it's brilliant. But anyway, um, the quirks there are great, but the, the the reason for Total is that VW background, it was okay. always Castrol. So right. in the UK, I, I worked for the VW and we had to use Castrol. factory said, no, use Castrol. It's been specifically designed with our engine design right. to be the right oil for it. Which, which is the first thing that becomes really interesting when you
0: think about any vehicle you're driving. The manufacturer has picked an oil that they are building these engines and building this thing around and they're saying this is the type of oil we like because oil is not oil is not oil there there's additives there it's made to work with sensors we want you to use this oil oil is very
1: very heavily and intelligently engineered now so so it's It's not just coming out of the ground and yeah everybody's heard of synthetic or mineral and then there's the sort of semi synthetic. Semi synthetics don't really exist anymore. No, not
0: really. That was was that a short lived thing? Because I remember it was semi
1: synthetic. Yeah, oil I for, mean, they they. There's a five of, year window in there. Yeah, it's just not worth it now. Mm. And and you know, sort of rule of thumb: old car mineral, new car synthetic. Um, basically, the difference between mineral and synthetic, and we'll get back to the total thing, is that a mineral oil is natural, as natural as it can be considering it's been refined from crude oil, but it's natural. It's mm. the, the, the structure of the molecules are non-uniform. Synthetic oil is manufactured to have uniform molecule size. That's very important on a modern engine because the tolerances are very fine mm. and there's no room for error there. So for heat, viscosity. Exactly. So the reason we go with Total, and I've I've worked with Total now for eight years, yeah seven years sorry seven years is their after sales their warranty support and their general service and the experience with them is the best in our market Mm. can't speak for the rest of the world i don't know like say in the uk it was Castrol, but that was what vw made us buy and it was just just drums of it turned up every day and we just had to use it right um but we use Total. Now they have don't have the widest range of oils available. But the sort of final straw with, because we thought about moving. Yeah, yeah, sure. It be, there's, thought, there's options. We thought about changing and we were close to going with Shell. Um, and the reason for that was that Total stopped supplying or stopped offering to supply in 208-litre drums. So the, the big oil drums that people probably see people making you know, you see them on a film where there's a load of tramps or yeah. bombs having a fire around on that. That's right. what we're talking about. We didn't want plastic waste. Mm. We didn't want one-gallon plastic yeah. containers that we can then not do anything with. They can't be recycled because there's oil in them. Yeah, We can't wash the oil out to recycle them because where do you put the oil yeah. and water mixture? Can't put it in the drains, can't put it in the oil waste, so what do we do with it? So they just end up in landfill. And didn't take much, com, you know, uh, convincing. And total came on board and like, yeah, hundred percent. I'm amazed that you care, but great, we'll we'll support you. We do obviously a lot of VW Group cars, so we're losing using a lot of zero W twenty five W twenty five W thirty.
0: Okay, so what do, what do those numbers mean? Zero five.
1: What, so the, the the first number the W and then the last. Yeah, one? Yeah, I mean to fully understand it, if you if you imagine. I mean, we'll sign that bit off. Total are the best that we can get here. Mm. The oil is, I'm not saying it's better or worse than any of the other brands, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but for us, total are the, are the best. We we get the best service from the experience with them is great. So they're really standing behind yeah, that product. And they, they, they bring it in from Europe. It's not manufactured here. Mm-hmm. It's it's produced and shipped at European standards, which unfortunately at the moment are better than here in terms of things they have to do and environmental impact and everything else so for us it's a no-brainer now the numbers so as i say to understand it fully again for the older people listening to this you'll remember that you used to do an oil change in the winter yeah for a different for a winter oil absolutely So you'd have a summer oil and a winter oil certainly somewhere like canada where you can have a 70, 70 f- degrees celsius yeah, I'd go with a 5w in the winter change. and a you know a 20w in the summer yeah so now we have multi-grade oils, um, much better for the environment. We don't waste as much oil, and to be honest, it just works. So, as a, as an example of one I've just used, five W twenty. That's a very common oil now. Jaguar, Land Rover, Ford, Mazda, Volvo, say uh, VW Group, they all use that oil. Uh, Chrysler, mm. Jeep, everybody uses that now. The five and the W. The numbers basically, both sides, refer to the viscosity of the oil. The W effectively means winter. So the 5W means how viscous the oil is in cold temperatures. Um, now, that viscosity just means how thick it is, how long it's going to take to get around the engine when you start it when it's cold. So in a, the lower the number, the thinner the oil higher the number, the thicker the oil. So in a hot climate, ideally, you're not really going to see a winter. Mm. So you can probably do with a higher number on the start than, than a lower number. And in a cold climate, you don't want a lower number because you'd want it to be as thin as it can be so it doesn't go too thick on a cold start and it doesn't lubricate the top of the engine properly. The number after the W is the viscosity of the oil at operating temperature. Ah. Modern engines, the numbers are really low, so that's why you get zero W20. I've never heard of a zero, I mean, I've seen it, but I I often I mean, mobile one's a famous one. Porsche have used that for a long time. Okay, um, zero W40 mobile one was a very popular oil because a lot of the performance vehicles and performance engines used it, and that's because they have such tight tolerances that they need that real thin Mm. initial starting viscosity to make sure it gets to the top of the engine as quick as possible. but now, because engines are all alloy, there's no cast iron anymore. There's mm. no, you know, there's no waiting for five minutes for it to seal itself as it the heat expansion. They're really, really tight. Um, some of the aluminium alloy engine blocks are cross-honed to catch oil because there mm. is literally no space between the pistons wow. and the bore. Um manufacturers have had issues and there are technical bulletins out there on a lot of the big manufacturers for pistons and piston rings wearing out because they're just too tight and people Mm. aren't changing their oil often enough or they're not giving the engine chance. They're just starting it up and caning it off their drive because they don't like the neighbours or whatever it is. So these these things have been a problem, but they're not going to change. They're just going to deal with the problems and carry on and then stop making them all together anyway. So who cares? That's kind of the attitude. But the numbers basically refer to the viscosity, the thickness. The one with the W is how thick it is at a cold start, and the one after the W is how thick it is at operating temperature. So modern engines are lower numbers. Older engines are higher numbers. So some of you sort of more agricultural engines and engines that don't have any technological advancement or input for the last 30 years. So we're looking at like the Japanese vehicles. Like a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put golden syrup in those. But you've got 20W50 is a common yeah. one. Um 10W40, 15W40. But 20W50 is a common one. So some of the older technology engines will have that in it. Um And it's very, very important, especially on a modern engine, that you put the right oil in. On an older engine, if you put the oil in that's too thin, it's not going to do its job quite right, Mm. but it's still going to get around the engine. But on a modern engine, if you put a thicker oil in that's too thick, you're going to be in a disaster within a 1,000 kilometers. Mm. So that's important. And also, because of the way engines breathe now, crankcase ventilation, which we've mentioned previously, on a modern engine, if you put the wrong oil in that's too thick, it's going to stick the ventilation valve up and you're gonna end up with it just sucking oil fumes and burning oil fumes and, and that's just no good for the environment, it's no good for the engine, the exhaust's gonna clog up, you're gonna need a new catalytic converter, possibly a new turbo, yikes, etc. So it it's critical that you get the right oil. Now there are grades, so in, in the in the owner's manual you'll have in the back of it, the American manufacturers are the best for this. Yeah. Because you get every kind of possible weather, right? Right you can go to the north of the US and get freezing temperatures, while in the south, you can be in Death Valley and have it at 50 Mm. degrees. So you'll have in the back of the manual, you'll have in your maintenance section, what kind of oil for where you live. And there'll be temperature ranges and what kind of oil to put in. There'll always be one that kind of fits in all of them. um, And like I say, most manufacturers do do that but it's the american ones that are the best at it um, or at least were i've seen manuals for the cars recently cause they're all digital now yeah. but <laughs> you know it's it's in there yeah and a quick phone call to your garage will give you the information you need anyway if you don't want to thumb through a manual or you can't find it mm. so it's very important that you put the right oil in and the numbers basically can be understood uh, and as long as you match what's been put in at the service, you're not going to have any problem. Now, what, what about if I don't know what they put on at the
0: service and I need to add some oil, mixing and matching can be a problem? To get out of,
1: you know, a situation where you're at the side of the road, you've just got some oil in the back of the car, and you've noticed it sounding a bit knocky. I wonder how many people actually have a litre of oil in the back of their car, Not though. Not many people would. Yeah, I was but, you thinking. Know, I was you, thinking. Get pet, you get to a petrol station, you've been out in the desert, or you've been yeah. on a long drive, and it's noisy, or the oil lights come on, and they've only got one type of oil. Some oil, within reason, is probably better than no oil. Mm. But like we just said, at that point, you've already got problems anyway. Yeah. So you'd be as well getting it on a recovery truck. Don't take a chance with it. But I don't know you know yeah as a as a as a sort of happy medium any sort of car that's over 10 years old you'll get away with anything really mm. but certainly in the last 10 years and some of the more expensive or let's say technologically advanced german brands vw group also uh, audi porsche those guys and then you've got things like mercedes and bmw anything for the last 15 20 years you do really need to be careful but 5w30 you'll probably get away with and that's a very common oil mm. you'll probably get away with that in all of them for at least to get you to the garage and you'll find that lots of them will have been serviced with that anyway so then once you if you do start mixing a match and then you've got an oil change coming well then you need to do an oil change but you need to have it checked because you use using right. oil something's going yeah. wrong <laughs> so something's going wrong there but um you can get the information just call your garage they'll give you the right mm. what did you put in my engine last time or what should it be? I' look be... it up on that system that wants to upsell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then when it when the guys when the guys try and sell you a set of wiper blades while they 're talking yeah. through the oil grade, you know you, you probably don't want to visit that place <laughs> but yeah it's um it's it's such a simple thing, yeah. but it's very important that you use the right oil i I've heard of people trying to
0: sell me getting my oil flushed i I've,
1: i don't think I've ever knowingly had my oil flashed you change your oil properly though don't you regularly yeah so we'll see it for a service but you'll have oil changes in between um so you'll probably never need it there's never been a time where you drain the oil out i think i've never sent you a video of your oil coming out of your engine looking like milkshake or anything like that yeah no. you know or looking like um black treacle or something it's 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 relatively clean all the time because it's changed often enough mm. um we've mentioned it before here because of the high ambient temperatures because of the the relatively poor, uh, or sorry, lower um, minimum expectation and requirement for fuel refinement that that we do end up with a lot of incomplete combustion. So mm. we end up with a lot of carbon deposits, uh, often referred to as sludge or engine cholesterol. I think that's castrol that refers to it as engine cholesterol. All right. um, and that's what people are talking about getting out when they're trying to flush it but I'm sorry, I've sent you pictures of of engines and the top of engines that have had bad sludge, quote unquote, deposits. A chemical isn't getting that out. A chemical's probably going to soften that up and mobilize it and it's going to block the pickup in the bottom of the engine and cause you worse problems. Mm. So if somebody's recommending an oil flush, the times that we will recommend that is if the service was due after 10,000 kilometers and we see it after 12. Mm -hmm. It's probably worth doing if we've got a good history on that car and we know we're not going to cause trouble. But I've been involved in a situation, it was with a Pajero, and I was at first place I worked at, AAA. The vehicle hadn't been serviced for 27,000 kilometres. You can do that with a Pajero. Yeah, okay. But when we then put the new oil in it and the vehicle was taken away, 500 kilometres later the oil pressure warning light came on. And what had happened is the detergents that are designed to stop carbon building up had started to break down the carbon that was already there, Mm. but not properly, not enough. And it just lifted it off of the surfaces, gone around the engine and blocked the oil pickup, which then reduced the oil pressure on the engine. The warning light Mm. thankfully came on and did the job, did the right job. We had to take the engine apart from the top and the bottom, (sighs) clean it all out of the bottom, clean it all out of the top, flush the oil through, and then it was okay. That can happen if you don't service it regularly enough. But it can also happen if you're not doing that regularly enough, and then just thinking, "Ah, throw one of these chemicals in willy nilly, and it'll be yeah. fine." <laughs> it's not really going to work like that. Oil treatment is that a good idea? Because I, I if tre- you're using the right oil, you don't need it. Right. So they because the oil's be, already full of detergents and stuff. Exactly, and there and they used to be, um, things like stop smoke. Yeah, which were basically they just <laughs> they just have zinc and. Yeah. Molybdenum, sometimes magnesium in there. That's a, that's nice black smoke coming out of your exhaust. Yeah, so you're burning a bit of oil. So these 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 additives called like things like stop smoke would would basically try and fill gaps mm. that you know the internal of the engine has has gotten through misuse or just over time, just overuse, and, mm-hmm. and and it kind of works for a little while, but it it doesn't solve a problem. In fact, probably makes the problem worse it's, long yeah. term. Yeah, you get if
0: you're if you're burning oil. Yeah, you, it's you, kind of the <laughs> end. you just accept it or get the engine repaired. Yeah, and in this day and age, getting the engine repaired is is a pretty affordable. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's
1: it's it's more affordable than buying a new vehicle. It became uneconomical for a little while, certainly here. Yeah, um, that was quite surprising because labor's relatively affordable here. Yeah, but modern engines. Because you're talking about, we had, we had an X5 in. It was a the twin turbo 4.8, and it came into us having been to BMW, and they told him 220,000 dirhams for an engine. Yikes! Um, we could get a second hand one for about 30, or we could rebuild it. But the rebuild the parts required for that BMW didn't stock. Hmm. They they had to order, and you know it became very expensive. So it does get. Difficult sometimes to rebuild engines, especially the more modern ones, but it's becoming more and more common now these engines are getting older and they're getting to that point where the manufacturers expected them to potentially need rebuilding. So those parts are becoming more and more available. But certainly originally it was quite hard, like the 5 litre V8s that are in the Jaguar Land Rover vehicles. For a while when they came out there were no service parts available for them, so we'd get customers that had overheated them and we couldn't even get head gaskets. Mm. So then, what do you do? Yeah, Um head gaskets a big job, but it's it's big and it's involving. You have to do it well and properly. But it's relatively it's it's, it's one of the jobs you do at college. Mm. Okay. So, but you couldn't get the bits. Yeah. So what do you do? But now they're getting to the age where manufacturers accept. Okay, these cars are now ten years old. they yeah. don't want rebuilds. So bearings are available and oversized. Bearings okay. are available and gaskets and second size gaskets are available. So it pays
0: to hold own car, old, own an older car.
1: Yeah, there's there's benefits. There are benefits, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that you can actually buy one, <laughs> you can't buy a new car at the minute. So, yeah. well, that's the other side, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until March 9th when everyone goes and buys the new uh, VW bus.
0: Oh, I want one of those. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think this is going to be this. Th- this is classic. It was the. It was their. Know, concept car yeah that is going into production
1: yeah and i think they've made that. so i've seen the the spy shots of the T7 van so the new transporter and they've made that deliberately horrible yeah. to look at so that everyone buys the the ID bus yeah. i'm sure they have <laughs> It's awful. That <laughs> it really, T- I hope I they change that front windscreen and the front end on that T7. No, no. No, it's
0: awful. They want to sell the electric. Yeah. yeah, That's for sure. And and you think, van? you've got a whole bunch of
1: room for a battery. Yeah. This is going to be great. It's the whole floor. The whole floor, exactly. Yeah. It's it's just giant. A little heavier. You don't care. Yeah, It's a van. Yeah, but hippies can't cut through the floor and make a toilet now. No. They'll, no. they'll die yeah. if they do that. Yeah.
0: Did, did did we cover oil? Did we get to the end of the oil? Uh, oil. I remember, talk? I think so. I think so. I think we we've done it. It's I, this has been this
1: has been a good show. We we know where we're going next show. We've ticked off the informative. I feel like this was an informative it, show. There's been some entertainment, a ne- uh, little bit, and it's been very educational.
0: Yeah, I think we can uh, tick tick tick. Yeah, I think we, we can win say that? Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna pick up next show with some rental reviews, Ooh. and we'll talk about we'll talk about this new. Uh, this new new van coming yeah because i think it's gonna be cool and oh we probably have some wrangler talk there too because yeah by then yeah we we wrangler the, might, the wrangler <laughs> might be finished <laughs> the wife did say do you think it's gonna be ready by friday i said usually they're really fast i said yeah, i don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna be a massive problem <laughs> i don't think so i've got the report there now so we'll go through it with the other
1: messages I've got. yeah awesome yeah cool.
0: it, 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 that's always the beauty when we're doing these recordings you, you end up with like 50 messages by the time we're done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it's like. Yeah. It's beauty for who? The, the dread. And yeah.
0: Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automoto. I'm James Pikeway. This is PowerWorks, the podcast. We're going to do it all again real soon. Thanks for listening. So long for now.